Yo, 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 this your boy E. Hud, God's MC, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Peace. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. I shared last week how I would be disappointed in Khabib if he did the PSA for Nevada. His manager said that he was going to do it late last week. But this week, he changed his mind. Nemagomedov told Sportbox.ru, The NSAC said, take part in a social campaign. The state of Nevada is a place where they allow drugs, prostitution, and gambling. Let them work on themselves and their own behavior. End quote. Now, since Habib is sitting out for about a year, he feels that the UFC is going to create an interim belt fight between Tony Ferguson and Dustin Poirier and when he comes back from his uh, year-long suspension portion of that self-imposed but year-long suspension that he'll fight the winner of that interim title and unite the belts outside of the money aspect if I'm Ferguson I don't want any parts of this because he's already seen that it doesn't guarantee a title fight for Poirier, hey, the money's good. He finally gets to call himself a champion. And hopefully for him, with that comes other benefits. One benefit that you do get by being a member are special privileges. And as a member of the Bellator MMA News Facebook group, I got a little information from my admin, Brad Risk. And salute to him who shared with us that the inaugural Bellator Europe card will be available to the U.S. market via the Bellator app. So for all you hardcore fight fans, fire up your computer, log on to your tablet, put your phone on a tripod, and tune in. For those of you in the U.K., you can turn to Channel 5, who inked a deal for at least six of these kinds of bouts in 2019. Speaking of where you can watch fights, for UFC 234, you can see it on UFC.tv, ESPN.com, Amazon Prime, Sony PlayStation, Xbox, your local cable providers, even Dish Network, but one place you will not see it is through one of the biggest players for pay-per-view, and that's DirecTV. That's because DirecTV and the UFC could not agree on a new contract after their previous one expired at the end of 2018. It's rumored the UFC was able to get a 70-30 split with some providers, and this may have been the sticking point in negotiations that caused the breakdown. To me, it's a sign of things to come. I was surprised the UFC didn't follow the WWE's model and make their stream all-inclusive. But if they can keep getting ESPN or some other company to give them hundreds of millions of dollars for this stream, well, I 
don't see why they wouldn't continue to do things the way that they're doing and hold off on going to streaming solely for their premium events that does it for headlines and hot takes so up next let's have some sweet science conversation in the old one too Yo, what's up? This is Avila, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Yeah. Let's go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one-two. We knew Canelo and Jacobs would be fighting on May 4th. Now we know where. T-Mobile Arena. This will make four out of the last five Canelo fights contested at that venue. Last fight was at Madison Square Garden, and most of Danny's fights have been in the New York area for the Brooklyn native. Matter of fact, he hasn't fought outside of the East Coast for about four years. Last time, it was Caleb Truax that he fought in Chicago. But Canelo's not going back to the East Coast for this one. He's going to Vegas to get the biggest payday possible. I've been wondering, speaking about pay, been wondering what's been going on with the World Boxing Super Series. I mean, I've been checking the lineup on the zone to see when the fights are going to be. Not seeing anything going to their site. They said some fights are going to be scheduled for the first quarter of 2019, but haven't seen anything uh, really put out regarding that and it's been because of some financial woes that they've had champions Regis Pogrias is contemplating the exit and champion Ivan Bronski already withdrew from the tournament due to issues with payments by the World Boxing Super Series which means they are on shaky ground I hope they get things figured out because I've really been enjoying their fights. Speaking of fights, this Saturday on The Zone from Indio, California, you have Junior Lightweights, Alberto Machado, and Andrew Canicio fighting a 12-round fight. And for the Junior Featherweight title, held by number two ranked Ray Vargas. He will put that on the line versus Franklin Manzia. That's, of course, a 12-round bout because it is for Vargas's WBC title. In Carson, California, on Showtime, you have number two ranked Javante Tank Davis taking on Hugo Ruiz. 12 rounds for Davis's junior lightweight WBA title. Also on that card, you have Erickson Lubin taking on contender alum Ishe Smith. That'll be a 10-round junior middleweight bout. Time to step outside the squared circle, and on the other side, we'll discuss the inaugural European Circuit Show for Bellator in Newcastle, England. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, one of the hosts of the most dangerous wrestling podcast around. 
the Outsider's Edge with my homies Jay Kells and Sam Blackwell. And you're listening to the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. Yeah. What's good? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. Bellator is kicking off its European arm with a fight card at Metro Radio Arena in Newcastle, England. All but one of the fights on the main card takes place at lightweight. That exception is a middleweight curtain jerker between 5-0 Fabian the Assassin Edwards and 24-3-1 Lee the Butcher Chadwick. This is the Voices Marquee matchup. Why? Because there's a lot of hype behind Edwards. Many, including myself, thought that he would join his big brother Leon in the UFC, but he decided to take his talents to Bellator. Still being in the genesis of his career, it was wise for him to sign with Bellator. As a European arm, it's really just a rebranded version of Bama, and Fabian has fought all but one of his pro fights under the Bama banner and the one fight that wasn't under the Bama banner was Bellator and technically it was still Bama because they were providing they being Bama were providing the undercard matches for the Bellator cards and this card was in the UK with three submissions and two KOs all of the assassins wins have been by stoppage Chadwick is 4-1 and one in his last five fights, and he looks to give the upstart his first defeat. Most of the Butchers' wins are by submission, as are Fabian's. So, if their ground games cancel each other out, look for this to be a stand-up war. Terry the Dominator Brazier is 10-1 and one in his career, and he will square off against 11-4 Chris Bunger. The Dominator has a 60% stoppage rate, most of those by submission, while Chris has only gone to a decision four times in his 15-fight career. Though Bunger has a lot of submissions on his record, most of his losses have been that way as well. In the co-main event, reality star, 4-0 Aaron the Joker, Chalmers brings his undefeated record to the cage versus Tennessee's Corey Browning, who's 3-1. Browning welcomed Baby Slice to lightweight with a TKO in his last bout. Now he looks to keep his streak of wins and finishes going versus Chalmers, who has also finished all of his foes with two KOs and two submissions. Both of these fighters are in the beginning of their career, so it's too soon to say what the path of victory is for either fighter, as they've both shown the ability to thrive, whether standing or on the ground. One thing that we can see, as far as this fight is concerned, is a spike in ratings when these two tank. The main event of the evening pits 20-8. and eight. Patricky Pitbull versus 10 and 1 Ryan Big Baby Scope. Scope got back on the winning track in his last fight after suffering his first defeat. 
His last contest, though, was about 14 months ago. With four KOs and four submissions, he has shown the ability to excel regardless of where the fight takes place. Patricky, on the other hand, oh, he just wants to bang. Let me bang, bro. Let me bang, bro. That's all he wants to do. He stopped three of his last five opponents by strikes. Pitbull has been barking at another chance to fight Michael Chandler for Bellator's lightweight belt. Yeah, but he's lost twice to Chandler, and the last time was in spectacular fashion. A highlight reel KO would be great for Patricky as it would bolster his case. But will the European steal Pitbull's shine? Or will Patricky put himself one step closer to the title? We'll find out on February 9th. We're going to take a quick break in the action, then jump into UFC 234. Baseball fans rejoice. It's my team, my voice. For the most baseball coverage on MTMV Sports, tune into the Out of the Pin podcast every other Friday night. Join me, Eric Boston, and the rest of the Out of the Pin baseball team as we bring you interviews, discussions, and the latest happenings from around the baseball world. It's the Out of the Pin podcast. Check out our website at outofthepinbaseball.com where you always get baseball from a fan's perspective. Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. UFC 234 takes place at Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, Australia. 9-0 Oceania's own Jim the Brute Crew takes on 33-11 Smiling Sam Alvey at Light Heavyweight. Sam started his Light Heavyweight campaign undefeated until running into Little Nog in his last outing. The Brute made a splash, as many Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series alum do. His KO on the summer show got him into the UFC where he submitted Paul Craig. Sam needs to be the first blemish in Crute's career to avoid his first losing streak in the past two and a half years. Flyweights 9-4 Montana De La Rosa and 5-0 Nadia 187-Kasim are the only women on this card which means they are probably going to throw down for all the female fighters and for all the female fight fans such as myself I know Phoenix Carnival said on the MMA beat this week that she was looking forward to this fight because of all the girl power that was in it 187 wants to please her fellow Australians and get her first stoppage in the UFC. Before joining the world leader, she KO'd every single foe, lived up to her name of 187. An alum of the season 26 of The Ultimate Fighter, De La Rosa only fought once in 2018, which was the submission of Rachel Ostovich. With seven of her nine wins by submission, this is a classic striker versus grappler affair. 
in the battle of nicknameless bantamweights 26 and 9 honey yaya takes on 14 and 1 ricky simone honey yaya is a bjj legend in this mma game and simone sole loss was by submission so ricky definitely wants to keep it standing if he wants to have a chance at victory the opposite is true of honey only two of his losses have been due to strikes the last time this happened was back in the WEC days over nine years ago. Now, I'm not superstitious, but normally when commentators make these kind of statements, that's when the competitor loses by that method. I don't call fights. I simply provide the path to victory, which is clear in this bout. The fight stays standing. It goes small. If it goes to the ground, honey, yaya all day long. The co-main event and the Voices Marquee matchup pits 34-8 Anderson the Spider Silver versus 15-0 Israel the last style bender Alessandra. Why is this the Voices Marquee matchup? It's because it pits my all-time favorite fighter in Anderson the Spider Silver versus my new favorite fighter in Israel, the last style bender, Anisanya. Anderson, like my favorite boxer, Roy Jones Jr., who Anderson was supposed to box, but that may happen later on in their lives when Anderson is no longer fighting the MMA. Both of these fighters, though, look like poetry in motion the ability to slip shots with the skillful movement of a master dancer and then deliver a KO strike like a cobra oh my goodness it's a thing of beauty and this is why Izzy is my new favorite fighter because he does the same thing as these two legends in the fight game Adesanya even quoted Roy Jones Jr. in the press conference and said, Y'all must have forgotten. This is still Anderson Silva. Yeah, he clowned around and got KO'd by Wideman. Yes, Bisping did drop him a couple times in their fight. But Bisping didn't finish him like he did Luke Rockhold. And honestly, if Anderson wasn't playing around at the end of round three of his fight versus Bisping, he could have taken him out. Anderson Silva is the same man that made DC wrestle him in round three of their fight because he felt the bite of the spider who weighed in at 199 pounds in his sweats for his matchup versus DC at UFC 200. Adesanya thinks that he will awaken the spider of old and Anderson has said that he's excited to take on this challenge people have found issue with this fight saying Anderson is too old to fight the last style bender to those who say that I ask this one question when Anderson was scheduled to fight Kelvin Gastelum who's fighting in the main event for the middleweight title on this same card 
when he was scheduled to fight Kelvin, who's younger than Izzy, what was your issue with the fight? Now, maybe I'm an optimist. Izzy said at the press conference that the odds makers don't have it right. They got it way out of proportion. And I feel the same way because this is Anderson Silva. And Anderson is not only fighting just to maintain his spot and to reassert himself as one of the best. But a win gets him a shot at the title. Dana said that in the press conference on Thursday. Now, Dana's word is about as good as toilet paper, but this is what he said. He also said the same was for Adesanya. So, will this be Israel's path to the title? Or will the big Brazilian spider climb to the top again? We will see at UFC 234. In the main event of the evening, you have the man who is at the top. 20 and 4, tough smashes winner and middleweight champion Robert the Reaper, aka Bobby Knuckles Whitaker, taking on 16 and 3, tough 17 winner Kelvin Gastelum. Now, Whitaker hasn't fully embraced the Bobby Knuckles nickname, but he sold out of t shirts with that name on it. After going 10 rounds with Yoel Romero, Whitaker feels like he can stand in there with anyone. He said in the open workouts that he's dangerous on a bad day. His ability to stop Romero's takedowns and beat him with a broken hand is a testament to that statement. Across the cage, Kelvin Gastelum has lived by a statement that he has been saying and visualizing since joining the UFC. That statement, on a mission for gold. That's the name of his Twitter handle and the primary focus for the Tough 17 winner. The perennial underdog has never been given a chance outside of his camp. That hasn't stopped him from beating the likes like Tim Kennedy, Michael Bisping, and Jacare. Now he looks to make good on his promise. Whitaker, on the other hand, wants to add to his eight-fight undefeated record at middleweight and give the sold-out crowd at Rod Laver Arena their money's worth. Got another question for you. What do Tyron Woodley, Neil Magny, and Chris Weidman all have in common? Wrestling backgrounds. Whitaker can crack. I mean, we know he can hit. But he also was going to compete in the Commonwealth Games in wrestling there in Australia recently until the UFC said, nah, buddy, you're going you gonna to stop that. So any man who can stay upright versus Romero has to have wrestling. And if he wants to avoid the heavy hands of Gastelum and win the same way that T. Wood, 
Neil Magny, and Chris Weidman did, the only three people to defeat Gastelum, he may want to lean on that part of his game. Stay tuned, fight fans, for the official results. What's up, guys? John here, coming at you, representing Tinseltown, La La Land itself. That's right. It's L.A. Confidential bringing you the newest Laker podcast up-to-date game breakdown, up-to-date game analysis, what is scenarios, outlooks for the season, whatever it is. If it's Lakers, I'm bringing it on the MTMV Sports Podcast Network, trying to start your week off right every Monday with L.A. Confidential. Thank you. Come hang out. This has been the 77th episode of the MTMV Main Card. And if the Lord says the same, I'll be back at it again next week. Combate Americas host their 30th event on Friday night. So check your local listings or you can watch it on the zone. Make sure you tell a friend about MTMV Sports. We really appreciate you giving us a ranking and review on Apple Podcasts. You can always catch us on Anchor.fm as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, and TuneIn Radio. MTMV Sports is dedicated to bringing you passionate coverage of the sports you love by the most informed fans. Don't forget, fight fans, if you want your voice to be heard, Call the MTMV Sports sideline and leave your hot take. I will go through those and choose the best ones to put on the main card. And doing so will enter you into a drawing for tickets to the McDonald versus Fitch fight in April at the SAP Center in San Jose, California. Our number is 470-228-MTMV. That's 470-228-MTMV or 6868. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. And until next time, it's your man, The Voice, and I'm sounding off. Thank you.